So I want to dedicate this stream to a content creator called Looney Coons. That's the name of this. I mean, let me go ahead and give this dude some, some shine since I think that's what he wants. He wants me to acknowledge him. So I'm going to go ahead and acknowledge you right now. So y'all can go over there and sub to this dude if you want. It's totally up to you. I've never watched one of his videos, but he stays in my comment section. Uh, let me find his channel. Hold on. Here we go. So y'all go sub to this dude, this dude Looney Coons, if you want. All right. Looney Coons. Got about 100 subscribers, 70 videos. Um, like I said, I've never watched any of his content, so I really have no clue what he's talking about. But he says, uh, highlighting the loony, deceitful, and blatant lies of some social media content creators, putting emotions aside and bring facts and truth to the forefront. If there is no enemy within the enemy outside, can do no harm. There are many levels to being a loony and a coon. And both can be very deceptive. So y'all go sub to this dude, right? If y'all want, y'all know my policy. I'm not one of these people who runs around YouTube policing who you subscribe to. Like some other content creators do. They'll get all mad. I saw you subscribe to such and such channel. I saw you in the con. I don't, look, I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> but y'all go subscribe to this dude, right? And so the reason I'm bringing this guy up, because like I said, he, he lives in my comments, right? I rarely ever respond to him. But, you know, I felt like I felt the need to respond to him because it's like every time he leaves a comment on my video. It's like. It's like he doesn't realize he's he's uh celebrating being a loser. <laughs> I've never I got a lot of people that leave comments. A lot of people agree with me. Some people don't know what to think. Some people flat out disagree with me and they let it be known. But I've never really seen too many people come into my comment sections over and over again and leave comments that essentially express that you are celebrating being a loser. And I don't even know if he really understands how his message is coming off, if he's that smart. But bruh, every time I read your comments, you are literally coming off as if you are celebrating being a loser in society, not you personally, but your whole ideology that you espouse in reference to being a so-called pro-black who's down for the peoples. And I'm going to give you an example of this, of his most recent comment. So let me, let's do some more screen shares. So Looney Coons left this comment. <clears throat> He says, uh, this was on my um my video about the uh the horse whips with the um the Haitian border thing. So Looney Coon says, um, until America withdraws from all African, Caribbean, and Latino country, every black African immigrant who is brave enough to take the journey on foot to America has a right in America. 
America continues to put into place governments in those countries to keep them underdeveloped. You know this as you served as a white supremacy soldier and your mother clearly tried to leave Blackistan by having an anchor baby. You took the benefit. Why don't you come out, Sean King, as you don't have any, any real African-American physical traits, skin complexion, hair or features, laughing my ass off. You saw them strong, black, authentic Africans got in your feelings, LOL. You ain't black. So this is what Looney Coons said to me, right? Now, look, he, he leaves comments all the time. And look, I don't care about the comments. I got, I be having hundreds of comments. Just, you know, people be calling me Coons and all kinds of stuff. I, I really don't care. But out of all the comments, he's like one of a handful of people that, that I'm assuming is pro-black, pro-bliggity black, all of all, you know, all that crap. When I read his comments, I'm like, you don't even realize what you're saying. You're literally just celebrating being a loser. <laughs> so, so let's go through this, right? Until America withdraws from all African, Caribbean, and Latino countries, every black African immigrant who is brave enough to take the journey on foot to America has a right in America. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. You know why they don't? Because America is currently in a position to dictate who can and can't get into the country. Also, America, according to you, we're all up in African, because when he says America, he's talking about white people. America is all up in Africa, the Caribbean and Latino countries. Obviously, according to your belief, they're down there inflicting the rule of law. They're down there dominating. So I don't understand what you don't understand here. You are literally in your own quote, your own comment, telling me that these areas have been dominated by the white man. Right? And now you're talking about they're brave enough to come up to America on foot. They have a right. No, they don't. They don't have a right to this country at all. They, 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 they missed their opportunity opportunity before this country became an official country that started enforcing some type of borders. They missed their right. So now that they're here, they're piling up at the gates asking for asylum or they're sneaking across the rivers or whatever, because if they had the right to just come here, they would just hop on a plane or just walk across the border all willy-nilly and nobody would say anything to them. It's kind of like me. When I go out the country and then I come back into the country, all I got to do is show my passport and guess what? I have the right to come into the country. I don't have to ask for asylum to come into the country. <laughs> they got to ask for asylum. They're the ones at the border begging to get into the country. So obviously they don't have a right to come into the country. And why are they down there begging to get into the country? Obviously because you believe the white man has went down there and dominated and devastated their infrastructures and their governments, which means that obviously they lost to the white man when it came to uh, trying to mind their own geopolitical business. So once again, you're even acknowledging a bunch of people that you're, you're caping for that essentially are losing. And now they're coming to our country, trying to get into our country to, to try to get some benefits. But they don't have the right, because if they did, they would just walk across the border. They would just whip out a passport like the rest of us or a visa 
and just casually walk on in. Like every everybody else that leaves the country and comes into the country that has no problem getting here. So once again, you don't you don't even see the stupidity of what you're saying. He then goes on to say America continues to put uh, into places governments in those countries to keep them underdeveloped. Once again, you're admitting that these other countries are being dominated, which is a, which is just a fancy word for taking an L. How come these other countries aren't pushing America, a.k.a. the white man, out and setting up their own establishments and their own government to rule over themselves? Why, why is that not the case? You got 54 countries in Africa, right? How come all 54 of these countries in Africa ain't getting on code to drive the white man and the Asian man out? <laughs> like, once again, you don't even see the stupid crap you're saying. You are literally celebrating people who are taking L's and have been taking L's for decades, if not centuries. They're taking L's. The white man is is because that that's what like I, like I keep saying when he's talking about America that's just code for the white man. The white man has been handing out L's to this Negro all day long, or to his beliefs all day long. But I do find it I do I, I do kind of find it a little odd when people talk like this, and they live in the white man's country and benefit off the white man and the white man's system. So it's like you're complaining about the white man's country dominating all these African countries while you're living here amongst the white man, enjoying all the, the fruits of, of the white man's system and labor and dominance over every other country. Because I guarantee he got him an iPhone. He got him an Android smartphone with some broadband Internet service, right? Where did all the parts come from and all the minerals come from to make those phones come to life? <laughs> was he out there telling the white man to stop to stop uh stop setting up these sweatshops in in asia stop going off into africa digging up all the minerals to make these to, to to find the semiconductors to help make these phones i guarantee he ain't doing that guarantee he ain't doing it and it's like all these pro-blacks man they'll whine and cry about what white folks is doing while sitting around here benefiting off of the shit that this white that that this white society has put together that's all they do He says, you know this as you served as a white supremacy soldier. Yeah, I served in the U.S. Army for 13 years. Super duper facts. Well, and <laughs> I live in this country. I was born in this country. Like I've told you guys before. Go show me the pro-blacks that are hiring, that were offering better benefits packages for me. Because, see, when I went to go serve in a white man's army, I enlisted in 2002. Did 13 years, got out in 2015. November 17th, 2015 was my last day in the U.S. Army. 13 whole years. I had free health care. I still have free health care right now for the rest of my life. I got out the army when I was 35 years old. I had a pension at the age of 35 that I still collect. A pension that pays me roughly 2000 something dollars a month tax free, which translates into about $26,000 a year tax free that I, I get for just breathing air, right? What else? Uh, they paid for all my education. I've never paid 
I, 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 I don't have any college debt and I got three college degrees, a bachelor's degree and two master's degrees. They paid for damn near all my IT certs before I got out. They put me in positions to get special privileges as a vet when it comes to the hiring process. Meaning if I'm competing up against a, 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 a civilian who's never served and we're going for a certain type of job, I get preferential treatment because I'm a U.S. I'm a vet. I get moved to the top of the list and get looked at first before they uh, make a decision on the hiring process. Right. Uh, they give me money to go buy houses. I bought my first house when I was 26 years old through the GI Bill, kept it for 10 years. Went and sold it, made a $30,000 profit off the house. Capital gains tax. Didn't have to pay taxes on that. Just bought my second house two years ago. House is worth half a million dollars. I bought it when it was like 400. How much this house cost? Like 430,000. I've been living in this house two years and the property values went up damn near 60, $70,000 since I bought the house. Why? Because they gave me a GI bill, I mean, a, a VA loan that didn't require me to put the 20% down payment down on the house because I'm a vet. It's part of my benefit package of serving in the white man's army as a so-called white supremacy soldier. So tell me, oh, I already spoke about the health care. I don't pay health care. I have, I have free health care for the rest of my life. I don't even know what a health care bill looks like. I've never seen one. I just go to the doctor to give me my bag of pain pills or whatever, and they send me on my merry little way. Right? That, that's how that's how my life works, thanks to uh the white supremacy army. Now go out there and show me the black uh the black benefits from the from the black employers out there. Let's rewind the clock to I'm 22 years old, coming out of college, looking to get my life started. And I got to sit here and wait, do I go serve in the white man's army for all these goodies or do I go work for Looney Coons Enterprises? Right. Looney Coons. What are you offering me, Looney Coons, when I come work for you? I'm going to give you a paycheck, paying you ten dollars an hour. What about benefits? Any medical, any uh, paid vacation time, any dental, any college uh, tuition assistance, reimbursement, like, like what benefits are these Negroes out here offering? You understand? Go find a pro-black business owner out there. We can name a few. Boyce Watkins is one. What benefit packages are these Negroes offering? And I guarantee you Looney Coons works for a white person, but you know, we're not going to go there. I guarantee you probably works for a white person that gives some benefits, but since you're complaining about what my profession was, what was the alternative? Looney Coons? Well, I'm supposed to be out there selling incense sticks with you, nigga. I'm supposed to be out there opening up a, a black history bookstore and hosting uh hidden colors events when Tariq dropped a new documentary. Like, am I supposed to be doing that? No. <laughs> I'd rather go. I'd rather go serve as a white supremacy soldier and get all the benefits I can get because I got one life to live, and I'm trying to live comfortable as hell out in these streets, in this country that white people put together. Yeah, white people did 
black folks have built it but white people were the one you know that's another that's another thing people don't like to talk about yeah black folks may have built the country through slavery but white people are the ones who drew up the damn blueprints for it let's just keep it a buck so being that i was born here raised here all my family's here i'm going to benefit off of the country that everybody made into what it currently is today because i ain't trying to be down there in haiti standing at the border hoping and praying i can come into the country <laughs> i'm already here i'm gonna make the most of it and make it do what it do i ain't gonna sit here and whine and cry about white people like you and not go out there and try to do something because you know y'all sit around here pro blacks will sit around here whine and cry about white people but i tell you all the time if you take white people away out of this country these niggas will starve to death they're only pro-black online they're not pro-black with their paychecks because the overwhelming majority of them only work for white people that's it so you can't let these people fool you and deceive you when they're talking this pro-bliggity pro black stuff. These Negroes will be damn near homeless, ashy, and bucket naked out on these streets, y'all, if they had to just strictly rely off of being pro-black for their survival. If all white people in America packed their crap up and moved to Russia, you would have American Negroes at the Russian border trying to hop over the damn wall like these Haitians down here. Don't let this crap fool you because there is an entire country already set up in Africa right now that black people have dual citizenship in. It's called Liberia. Anybody heard of the country Liberia? I did videos talking about it. <clears throat> Liberia was a country set up in Africa specifically for enslaved africans that they want to send them back to africa because they believe africans would uh enslaved africans would have a way higher chance of uh attaining success in a, in a in a country that's run by them surrounded by other countries that, that have more that mostly black people down there and today in the year 2021 liberia the they they, they offer black americans dual citizenship the country's the, the national language is English. Their flag looks almost like the American flag. It has the red and white stripes, the blue square, and one star in there. I think that's what it looks like. And they offer black Americans, especially those who are descended from slavery, dual citizenship. So there's already a place that exists. How many of y'all know any pro-blacks in a rush to go to Liberia? Anybody? Anybody know of any? Do you hear any pro-blacks out here talking about Liberia? You never hear them talking about it. You know why? Because they don't want to, they don't want to be around, they don't want to, they don't want to escape white folks. They don't want to escape white people, y'all. This is the Liberian flag right here. This is where Liberia is. I mean, this place already exists. It's on the west coast of Africa. A population of 5 million people. English is the official language. Like I said, you go find the history of it. It was set up to uh, export enslaved Africans here in America back to, back to Africa because they felt like 
they would have a the enslaved people would have a better chance at economic prosperity in a you know in, a, in another country like that's literally why the country was set up but no looney coons is here in america with me America, where the oppressed refuse to leave and third world worlders risk life and limb to come and get the same oppression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I told you guys in the last video, our oppression is so bad. You got people trying to sneak into the country and get oppressed like us. Because, you know, over here we hand out oppression Jordans, oppression Gucci belts, oppression iPhones. Oppression welfare checks. We got all kind of we got all kind of oppression goodies over here that they ain't got. So I understand why they want to come here. But just because they want to come here, that don't mean that they have the right to come here. Because if they did, they would just walk right across the border. Nobody was nobody would stop them or check them. Like, hey, come on in. You have the right to be here. But obviously, there is uh, there's some there's some hesitancy there. Obviously. Obviously, they don't have the right to come across the border all willy-nilly if you got people on horses and people are taking pictures talking about they whipping on them. <laughs> well, obviously, you don't have the right to just come over here. And it's the same thing for the Mexican. This ain't just a black thing. Remember kids in cages? <laughs> the kids in cages. Well, if they had the right to come here, the kids wouldn't be in cages. They would just be coming across the border. All willy-nilly. You know, the same kids in cages that Barack Obama set up. Those cages. <laughs> so, yeah, I served in the white man's army. Best decision of my life. Best decision of my life. I got a whole bunch of people in my family that served in the white man's army. I got one in particular who did 20 years. He's a damn millionaire right now, worth well over a million dollars. My uncle owns his own business. He does the Amazon thing. Got about 40 people who drive Amazon trucks for him. He's in the process of starting up, opening up a, a, a business, fixing Tesla cars, getting certified in that. Because he went and found another black owned business that had a mechanic shop. And their business was kind of struggling. So he took on there. He, he basically went in there and was like, you give me 60% of the business or whatever the case may be. We're going to turn this around into a, a Tesla business where we're, where we're certified to fix Teslas. He's like one of the only ones in his entire, in the city or the entire state. Like that's what my uncle does. You know what I'm saying? My uncle's worth over, well over a million dollars. He did, uh, this, is my, this is my father's brother. He did, he did 20 years in all. He, matter of fact, he was the one who talked me out of joining the infantry. Right. He served in the military too. took all took advantage of all them benefits. Now he's worth well over a million. Owns two damn well on the verge of only two damn businesses. You know what I'm saying? To where he's employing people. Monkle ain't no pro black, but like, but he's a black person that employs people. And guess what? You go work for my uncle. He'll probably throw you some benefits. He'll probably give you some benefits. He ain't going to have you out there standing on the corner, passing out incense or trying to sell tickets to a pro-black event. He'll actually have you out there working, earning a paycheck, whether you driving his Amazon trucks 
Are you out there fixing them damn Tesla cars? Cause you know, everybody can't just fix a Tesla. You gotta be certified by Tesla to work on Tesla cars. And he's about to be one of the few people in the state of Florida that does that. And there's a whole bunch of them shits down here in Florida, them Teslas. So he'll, he'll, he'll get you right. You need a job, Looney Coons. You wanna work for a black man, holler at my uncle in Jacksonville, Florida. He'll, 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 get you, he'll get you squared away out in these streets, right? <laughs> he'll probably fire you if you come around here talking this, this, this we was kings and queens crap. Because he don't want to hear that. All he want to all he want to know is how much money are you capable of making my company? And if you make enough, if, if you are if you are talented enough to make my businesses some money, I'll up your salary. Like that's all my uncle cares about. He ain't out here on some we was kings and queens, the white man or took over. No, my uncle learned the game and is mastering it on a high level compared to most people. He was like, wow, how do we make it? How do we, how do I survive and thrive in this country, in this system dominated by Dwight man? And now he got Dwight man leaning on him to do business all over the place. You know what I mean? So yeah, serving in the white man's army was great. I don't regret it. I had a ball. I got a bunch of benefits. Like I say, I was 35 years. I'm 41. I've been collecting a pension for six years. <laughs> six years. A tax-free pension for six years. Y'all like pension? Yeah, I get paid every month from the government due to past injuries, yada, 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 for my military service. Comes out to be like $2,200 a month. Tax-free money. All I got to do is just keep on breathing air and every first they're dropping two racks into my bank account off just because I breathe air and blink my eyeballs. There was one time when I got out the army, like, let me see, I got out November 17th, 2015. Uh, January 2016, I started graduate school. So I, not only was I getting my little medical pension, VA pension, whatever you want to call it. But they was giving me another stack just to go to school while they were paying my bill to go to school. So they were paying me to go to school. I didn't even have to go get a full-time job. Matter of fact, when I first got out the Army, I didn't work a job for almost 18 months. I had so much money saved up in my bank account. And then I was getting tax-free income that I didn't, even, I didn't even have to work a job for the first 18 months. And I had more than enough money to pay my mortgage and pay all my bills. Like that's how I was living. When I was like 36, 37, 38 years old, I was a full-time college student going for my both my graduate degrees, my master's in IT and my MBA. They were paying my tuition because each class I was taking cost like close to $5,000 a class. So I didn't have to pay for that. And then they were paying me like another thousand something dollars a month tax-free just to go to school. And then I was getting my medical uh, pension that I earned. I didn't have to do anything. Then, like I said, I had a whole bunch of money stashed in the cut. I had well over six figures in my bank account before I got out that I'd been saving over the years. I had enough money to cover my lifestyle for like two, almost two years without working a job. Now, I got bored at one point and decided to become an Uber driver because <laughs> I was tired of sitting at the house. I was like, let me just go do something. <laughs> 
So I became an Uber driver for like two months. Just to say I did it, went out there and made about $2,000 in two months and quit. And then I think it was like right before I, I finished up my, my MBA. And then I went and got a job. So I was able to do that. You know what I'm saying? If I wanted to, uh, if, if I work for a pro-black business and I injured myself, were y'all going to give me like a, some type of medical benefits, some type of medical pension? Would you pay me to go to school? Like, what are we even talking about here? What are we talking about here? I live in, I live in the richest country in, in the world. Why in the hell am I going to not take advantage of the crap uh, of the benefits that's offered to me from the richest country in the world that I was born into? Because I want to be down with Whitey. What the fuck? Whitey, listen, I don't care how y'all feel about white folks. White folks have made this country super relaxing for me. Yeah, it may have started off rough and shaky. But ever since I've been alive, since 1980, for the most part, things been smooth sailing. For the most part, I can come and go wherever I want. I live wherever I want. So as long as I can afford to live there, I do pretty much whatever the hell I want. Anything that a white person can do, I can do. And you can too. So as long as you put the effort into it or you can afford to go do it. Because if you got enough money in this country, you do whatever you want to do. You can go wherever you want to go. This is, how, this is kind of how it is. You know what I'm saying? So why would I not want to take advantage of this crap? The hell is you talking about? And then he says, and your mother clearly tried to leave Blackistan by having an anchor baby. And you took the benefit. I guess he's calling me an anchor baby. I don't even know what that means. Oh, I, I, I get what he's saying. So he's saying that my mother decided to date outside of the race and get with a white dude, which ended up producing me. Well, and <laughs> so what? And how are we losing in this scenario? So my mother was 17 when she met my, my biological father, right? They were, they were teenagers in high school. They met through my uncles. They dated. My mother was 18 when I was born, right? I think she turned 19 like two or three months later. So she was 18 years old when I was born. My white biological father was into uh, selling drugs back then. So my mother stopped messing with him. And then he ended up stopped coming around. And my mother got with my stepfather when I was three. Well, probably, well, probably when I was two. They got married when I was three. He adopted me because my real dad pretty much signed over his parental rights. And so my stepfather, who's, I just call him dad, been raising me as his own son since I was three years old. My parents are still married to this day. They've been married since 1983, right? So they've been married uh, 38 years. My mother ain't worked a job in like 15 damn years because my dad makes so much damn money, my mama don't have to work. All she do is, you know, maintain the house, make it look pretty, cook for my dad and that's, that's all she do plan vacations right that's how my mama's living right so i don't even see how how this is a loss because my mom when she was a teenager 
decided to mess with one of her brother's friends who just happened to be my father, you know, the white dude who just happened to be my father and then left him. Where's, where's the, where's the loss in this situation for me or my mother who left Blackistan? <laughs> where's the loss? Right. My mama lives in a, her house is worth damn near half a million dollars too. She lived down the street from me right now. My mama lived like four miles down the road from me. Right. Ain't had to work, ain't had no struggles her entire life, especially ever since she got married to my dad. Where, where, where's the loss at? You know what I mean? We don't have that, we don't have that struggle single mama story over here. My mama was a single mama for like a year. <laughs> for like a year. I'm talking about when I was an infant. For like literally a year, if that. I think my dad, my stepdad was lingering around in the cut, but he was a simp. Well, my simping stepdad, his life is amazing. <laughs> he don't have a financial care in the world. You got me. We got my two younger brothers who are twins. One's in law school. One works in IT. He makes well over six figures. He don't, he don't raise three, three outstanding young men around here. All they do, they're in their 60s right now. All they do is, you know, he works from home. And, you know, whenever they go on vacations, they, they be on them cruise ships and just doing whatever. They, they don't have a struggle. They don't have a struggle story. They got more than enough money in the bank to where if they decided they didn't want to work anymore, they could spend the rest of their life just sitting at the house watching TV if they wanted or going on trips. Where's the struggle story? Am I, well, my mama's supposed to have a struggle story because she got with a white dude. And then she left him. When she didn't, when she didn't agree with his uh, lifestyle decisions about selling drugs, because she she wanted to make sure I didn't grow up in that lifestyle. And then, like I say, when I was like what one or two years old, she 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 uh she started dating my stepdad, and they got married when I was three. Where, where where's the where's the L at? But she you, you're supposed but you're thinking that it's supposed to be an L because oh she dated a white dude. And what? Oh, your white dad left you. And, and, and like, listen, my mama, <laughs> my mama had options back then, even with a baby. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even know what we're talking about here. We didn't grow up like you, Looney Coons. I know who my father is and my stepdad. Do you know who your father is? <laughs> well, my, my, my real father passed away five years ago, but whatever. So I don't even see how that's an L because my mama left Blackistan. Well, good. <laughs> best thing for her. That was the best decision for her because it produced me. <laughs> that was the best thing she did. It produced me. Then he says, uh, and you don't have any real African-American physical traits, skin complexion, hair, and features. Good. <laughs> Let me let me explain something to you. So I just came from the barber shop yesterday, right? You see, you see this? You see, look at this. Hold on, let me put me on big screen. Hold on, hold on. Uh oh, how to get it off? All right, my hair is looking crazy. As I just came from the barber shop. You see, you see this? This is all my this is all my hair right here. You see, you see how it all look curly and shit like that? I can just glide my fingers through the hair. There ain't no Negro naps up in here, baby. I'm not, I'm not losing. I'm not balding. 
I barely have any gray hairs in my head. I got that good shit. Now I don't run around here celebrating and, and, and bragging about and bragging about having good hair. But I'm just saying, since you want to bring it up, oh, let me put it back on camera. Hold on. Since you want to, you want to examine my my features. Yeah, you see my nose. I got I got a slender nose, right? I, I don't have like full blown black lips, right? You know why? It's because I got a white biological father. <laughs> you see my skin color. Yeah, this really is me. I really am light skin, right? This isn't this isn't some type of Instagram filter, right? Most people don't even know I'm I'm uh, I'm mixed with black. They think I'm Hispanic 99% of the time. So this is what I look like, right? And so you're saying, uh, give, let me get back to the thing. You said, and you don't have any real African American physical traits, skin complexion, hair, and features. All right, so um. If that's the case, I mean, listen, you're right. I don't. But tell me, how is that a loss for me? Because, listen, how is that a loss for me? Because, listen, let me pull it up. I, yeah, I don't look like this dude right here. <laughs> I don't look like this dude right here. I don't look like all the, uh, the so-called victims of police brutality either. You understand that like you go pull up all the victims of police brutality that y'all all like to uh, galvanize around and, and, and uh, start marching and protesting and tearing crap up. Most of them don't look like me. So once again, where is the loss in this scenario? When I walk out the house, I'm not worried about white folks jumping down on me because I'm black. When I walk into a store, I'm not worried about people profiling me like, are you thinking people are profiling you and following you and around the store? Like that doesn't happen to me. It doesn't happen to me. It doesn't happen to hardly any person that looks like me. So I don't see how I'm losing in this scenario here, right? I don't see where the, where's the loss at for me. You're describing things that are losing scenarios for you. Now I'm not, I'm not coming on here just to clown of downgrade black folks, right? My mother is a dark-skinned woman. My mother is as dark as Lapita Nyong'o. In case you don't know who she is, Lupita Nyong'o. My mother is about this woman's skin complexion right here, right? And she don't even deal with this crap y'all niggas be talking about. But my mother is about as dark as her, right? My mother's a, a, a black woman, a black, black woman. Came up out of South Carolina. My maternal side of the family, we can trace all our family back to the damn plantation out there. But regardless of all that, you say I don't have those physical features, right? Well, help me understand where is the benefit of having them in this country as it relates to you pro-blacks? Because all you pro-blacks do it's talk about how the white man is holding you down. They're profiling you. They're doing this. They're killing you. Why would I want those features? And then so I can be tossed in the same category as a bunch of people who feel like they're being hunted and killed everywhere. You understand? Why would I, why would I want that? Help me understand what benefit do I get from that? If all I ever do is hear a pro-black come online talking about how you're being hunted every five seconds, you're being killed, you're being profiled. 
why in the hell would I want to look like you <laughs> when it comes to phenotype? How is that a loss for me? That seems like it is a loss for you. Where, do, where am I losing at in this scenario? Then you say, you saw them strong, black, authentic Africans got you in your feelings, LOL. You ain't black. So he's talking about these Haitians right here. He said, you saw these strong, black African features and got me in my feels. These strong, black African features, how are they helping these Haitians right here? They couldn't get across the border. Or they're currently getting in process to determine whether or not they're going to get flown back to Haiti or not. How is that helping them? All these strong African features that you pro-blacks love to talk about, where does that actually help you? How is it helping you win? How is it helping him win? Because you still wake up every day whining and crying about white people oppressing you. You type an entire paragraph of losing scenarios for people that have the authentic black African phenotype. Okay, I don't have the authentic black African phenotype. I don't have it, right? I, I don't. But my phenotype is not losing. Now, we'll have a bunch of people of my phenotype who look like me or biracial. They'll pretend to want to understand you, like your Colin Kaepernick's, your Michi X's, that girl from that video at Arizona State that I showed you yesterday. They'll go out there and pretend that they're getting hunted and oppressed. But when you look at the videos of everybody that everybody gets upset about, 99% of them do not look like people like me. So show me the benefit of the strong African phenotype in this country that you believe is so great. Like, listen, I'm not, listen, this isn't a light-skinned biracial versus, I'm specifically talking about these pro-blacks who talk like this. You're getting dominated because of your phenotype to where all you have to do is reflect back to we was kings and queens and shit. <laughs> because you can't use that phenotype to your advantage today. You haven't figured out how to use it to your advantage today to where you can get yourself in a position to where you can prevent this crap from happening over and over that you believe is taking place. So where's the benefit? How is that a knock on me? Because I don't look like you. I'm not the one walking outside worried about if I'm going to be the next trending hashtag. If a cop pulls me over, I'm not shivering and shaking in my boots. Because, ooh, I was black. They just going to kill me. No, they're probably going to think I'm Hispanic. <laughs> or if they do find out I'm black, they're going to be like, oh, you're one of the good blacks. <laughs> like, what, what do I lose in this? I don't even understand this. You literally wrote a paragraph describing all the L's you've been taking while you're living in the country that's been handing out L's to the people that you're trying to cape for. If the America gets out of Africa, Caribbean, and the Latino countries, well, they're not. They're not getting out. So what's next? They're not getting out. What are you going to do to put them out? 
You're going to go down there and, and round up all the, the Africans who live in Central and South America. Y'all going to form your own army and drive them out? What are you going to do? Or are you just going to come on YouTube and make videos? Whining and crying about white people, even though you're using the white man's system to make your videos and hope you become the next YouTube star. Like, what are you, you going to do, Looney Coons? What are you gonna do? America continues to put into place governments in those countries to keep them underdeveloped. Okay, what are you gonna do about it? Looney Coons? Are you gonna go down there to the Caribbean, round up all your capadre and, and, and drive America out? Like, what are you gonna do? The Taliban, they fought for 20 damn years to get America up out of uh, Afghanistan. They drove the Russians out in the 70s. You can't even get on, you can't even get niggas and pro-blacks together on a Taliban level in terms of unity to try to drive somebody out of a damn country that you don't want them to be in. You're just gonna be on YouTube in the comfort of your home here in America that's hooked up to the electrical grid and the power grid where you have running water access to a job or opportunities to earn money while you're sitting here pretending to be pro-black online. Because if you were really pro-black, here's what you would do, all of y'all. If you were really pro-black, here's what y'all would do. Y'all would, would, would relocate to Liberia. A country that was specifically set up for you Negroes. There's already a place for you. They offer dual citizenship over there. And they speak English. <laughs> and there's a bunch of black people over there. You can go over there now and live out your wildest pro-black fantasies. But no, you don't. You don't want to leave America. You don't want to leave this country that, yeah, was built by black folks. Well, everybody, but fine, black folks. But the blueprints was designed by the white man. The vision was designed by the white man. The actual coming together to make it an actual country was designed by the white man. You don't want to leave this. You want to whine and cry. It's, it's like, it's like um, some kid who lives in their parents' house whining and crying about the rules that their parents have implemented, meaning the parents got them on a curfew. You can't be just eating everything out the damn refrigerator, yada, yada, yada. But you don't want to move out the house and go get your own apartment and, and so, you, so that you can live your own rules because you know the moment you got to move out your parents' house, now you have to be responsible for your own bills. Rent ain't cheap. Food is not cheap, especially if you want to continue to eat stuff up all the damn time and not have and without, without you having to pay for it. Now you got to go out there and provide your own transportation. You got to pay your own cell phone, Internet bills. Got to buy your own clothes. You got to do all this stuff grown people have to do. But you don't want to do that. You just want to be the 40 year old, 45 year old living in your mama's house running around here 
talking about you need to respect me as a grown man. Like my nigga, you, you live with your mama. You're like 35, 40 years old living at home where she pays all the bills. <laughs> you mean you're a grown man? You're a grown toddler. You don't become a, a, a grown up till you are capable of demonstrating you know how to take care of yourself. Or you become the main provider of that docile that you're living in. Till then, you're not grown. You're legally grown, but you're not for real grown to the point where you deserve any type of respect. But that's what y'all, that's what you clowns sound like. You want to sit here and whine and cry about white folks, but you don't want to leave. You, you don't want to take advantage of the crap that you can take advantage of here in this country to make yourself better. And you don't want to leave. You just want to be complacent and whine and cry and hope and pray that the white man give you some reparations. But you don't, I mean, but you don't want to go nowhere. I ain't going to library. I go there to visit, but I ain't going over there. I'm American. And I know you ain't going nowhere, Vic. Vic is another pro-black. Whines and cries about white people. Vic ain't going nowhere. Vic will be in America till he a hundred damn years old whining and crying about white people. <laughs> but he knows he ain't going nowhere because he, he knows these white folks will let him whine and cry within the confines of this country and ain't, ain't nobody going to do nothing to him. Because he know that whining and crying don't, go, don't really get you, get you far anywhere else outside of this country. I keep telling y'all, oppression here in America is the greatest so-called oppression ever. You ain't got to worry. You, you can whine and cry about whatever you want in America. And you ain't got to worry about nobody coming through and kicking in your dough and putting two hot ones in the back of your head. Because you speaking out on the government or you speaking out on somebody. Did y'all know in Australia, let me tell you how, how good it is here in America. Did y'all know in Australia, there is a law that they are trying to pass to where you are not allowed to create social media accounts unless you submit information that identifies exactly who you are. Like you can't just create a Facebook account, Twitter account, whatever account, blog account, unless you submit documentation verifying who your actual identity is. Now, once you submit that stuff, you can create your fake little names and all that crap. But they need, they're trying to get a law in place in Australia right now that they can verify exactly who the hell you are, even with your avatars and your fake names. Did y'all know that? You ain't got to worry about that here in America, at least not right now. Even though they can figure out who the hell you are any damn way. But in Australia, they're trying to make that a law. Let me see if I can find it. Um... It was either, I want to say it was, oh, here it is right here. 
I saw, I'm trying to find the recent news story about it. All right. Government to consider requiring ID to use social media. Police will have access to. Right. So no. So in Australia, they're trying to get rid of this, this trolling. You hiding behind avatars and fake names. No, they want to know exactly who the hell you are. Over here in America, you could just you could just say whatever you want, hide behind an avatar, talk as reckless and greasy as you want. And nobody knows your name. Now, how many pro-blacks do y'all think would be pro-black here in America talking reckless and greasy online if America had a similar law saying, oh, no, we need to know exactly who you are, what your real name is in case we need to come see you. Cause you know they will come see y'all. Remember that? Y'all remember that couple years ago? That one chick, uh, where was she at? Um, FBI arrest black woman making threats online. It was a couple years ago. Was this it? No, this is Boca Raton. Let me see. It was a couple years ago. There was a black woman online making threats about shooting people she had guns all in the camera this was a couple years ago fbi came through and put them bracelets on her ass y'all know what i'm talking about y'all remember the story I can't remember exactly, but anyways, y'all know what I'm talking about. I cannot remember what the actual name of the woman is, but y'all know what I'm talking about. How many, how many pro-blacks here in America are any type of uh, troll, whether you're white trolls, you know, you're extremists out there, you're, you're neo-Nazis, but since we're just talking about that, we're just talking about pro-blacks here. How many of these people will be out here talking as reckless and greasy as they can if we had this law right here? And I'm not saying that we need to have this law, but I'm just saying this is one of the reasons why you can say and kind of you, you have the freedom to pretend like you're oppressed every five seconds because you don't have to. We currently don't have to worry about this. This isn't a thing. Like I say, here in America, the powers that be, they can find you if they need to. Like none of y'all can. None of y'all are hidden. You're only hidden to us. But I work in tech. We can find you if we really want to find you. I used to work for the NSA. They, 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 they can find you if they want to find you, <laughs> no matter how anonymous you think you are in this country. They can find you if they want to find you. But they don't have an, an explicit law stating that you have to ID yourself before you sign up for a social media account. Most pro-blacks would, would quickly lower their rhetoric for fear of uh, somebody potentially coming to pay them a visit. Like, oh, 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 okay, uh, Mr. Mr. Daryl Jenkins, oh, you over here talking real reckless and greasy on your lunch breaks. I wonder if Mr. Charlie gonna like this. Let me go ahead and send Mr. Charlie a, a quick little, a little screenshot of your, your, your comments on YouTube. Mr. Charlie, uh, this, this person with the, with the black mask on and this avatar who goes by the name of Crazy Nigga, this Crazy Nigga, this is actual Daryl Jenkins right here. 
Here's his uh here's his ID when he signed up for his YouTube and Google account, verifying that this is him. He works for you. Look what he was saying about white people. Mr. Charlie, aren't you white? <laughs> That's but y'all ain't got to worry about that over here because we got that good oppression over here. We got that oppression that allows you to just say stupid crap online. And because you're black, you can get away with it. I showed y'all the video of the girl at Arizona State University, the light skinned chick, excuse me, the light skinned chick, calling them white kids racist because she didn't like their Police Lives Matter sticker. They ain't say nothing to this girl. She approached them and kicked off the whole thing with them. And then they got the, the, the girls got mad because the white boys was like, yo, I'm not racist. Yes, you are. How dare you declare that you're not racist? I said you're racist. You're racist. You're racist for saying you're not racist. <laughs> it was on some stupid crap like that. But this is what's going to happen, though. This is what's going to happen. Cynthia G used to talk smack about white dudes, but she stopped after some proud boys or someone paid her a visit and made her aware that they can get on her. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember Cynthia G used to go hard in the paint on YouTube. Talking about troglodyte this, troglodyte that, the white man this, the white. I mean, she was going hard. All of a sudden, them videos came to a halt. They came to a complete screeching halt. And then she went, then she switched it up to talking about black men all day. Why did those videos come to a complete crashing halt, y'all? Why, why did it, what happened? Probably just like my man, Mr. Shane Vicious said, somebody probably figured out who she is, where she's actually located, and if they want to reach out and knock on her door, pay her a visit, they could probably do it. Or something else happened. I don't know, but it just came to a halt. And look, I'm not telling you that you got to, you got to, uh, quit you say what you want to say you have that freedom i'm just letting you guys i'm trying to, i'm trying to express to you guys you got freedoms in this country as black folks that most niggas do not have i mean you do realize this there's only like there's, there's like well over two to three billion black people in the entire world y'all do know this right there's like over two billion black there's over two billion people on the continent of africa alone i would imagine out of the two billion people on Af in africa I would imagine probably 1.9 billion are black and everybody else is everybody else. <laughs> right. You do realize that um, there's only like 30 million black people in, in America, uh, 40 million black people in America. You're like, a, dude, what, what does that come out to be? Y'all let me, let me break. Let me find my calculator. <laughs> What does that come out? What is the math on that? Let's just go with 40 million, right? Is that 40? Let me see. 100. Uh, yeah, it's 40 million divided by, let's just say 2 billion. What is that? Nine zeros after that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one hundred thousand. Yep. 
black Americans make up literally uh, 2% of the black population in the entire world, y'all. If we were to go by these numbers, 40 million black Americans, 2 billion, uh, let's just say 2 billion black people worldwide. I mean, it's probably more than that, but you know, I, I, I don't have the actual numbers. But anyways, it would still be around 2%. You're the most blessed ne- you're the most blessed Negroes on the, in the entire world. Now you're not the most freest. The most free Negroes in the entire world are those Negroes on Sentinel Island. They're the most free black people ever. You're like Sentinel Island. What's that? Sentinel Island, North Sentinel Island. It's an island that is uh, owned and controlled by India. That if you run up on this island, this island, they will kill you. They throw bow and arrows at helicopters, (laughs) like literally. These jokers will kill you. They don't care what color you are. You step foot on this island, they are laying you out. Matter of fact, there's a law in place from India saying that you can't get within five miles of this island on a boat. Like nobody is allowed to... Get on a boat and come within five miles of this island or you can risk going to jail by the Indian government. These people have been on this island for like 30,000 years, totally isolated for the most part. They are the freest black people ever. They actually have their own land. This entire island is owned and controlled by them and they will kill you. They don't care who you are. They will kill you if you come up on this island. They shoot first and don't even ask questions. Like, literally, that's how they get down. And the Indian government, the country of India, says you are not allowed to come within five miles of this island. Like, leave these people alone. Now, they're the most freest. But they still are living like how they lived 30,000 years ago. Not saying that's a bad thing or whatever. I'm just saying, most of you Negroes, y'all need your Jordans. You need your DMs. You need your YouTube content. You need your red pill content. You need the. Uh, you need the. Uh, you need your dating apps. <laughs> you need to figure out how you're gonna holler at these hoes. You can't do that on Sentinel Island. There's no internet connection out there. <laughs> There's no, Amazon's not delivering packages out there. There's no footlocker out there. There's no iPhones. There's no money phones. You're not holding up money phones for the gram. They don't have the Sentinel Island Instagram account out. Like, they don't have none of that. They don't, they're not rolling around in, in a, in Cadillac sitting on 22s. <laughs> but they probably have a patriarchy out there. They probably have the most pure patriarchy in the entire world. I guarantee all their women are in line and and, and uh submit to their men. But you got to go live here if you want that. So niggas ain't trying to have that. Niggas don't, niggas don't want that, right? But in America, black folks are the most blessed and privileged. 
white people, yeah, they don't took over the world. Like I told you, if you wanted black supremacy, you were born in the wrong century. You were supposed to have been born a few hundred to a few thousand years ago. It is what it is. Maybe you were reincarnated. Who freaking knows? But thing is, thing is here in America, black folks, yeah, white people don't took over the world, but I wish black people would stop pretending like you ain't been benefiting off this crap. Yeah, white man, like, like he said, he said uh, white people are in Africa, the Caribbean, they over here messing up other people's governments, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that, all that might be true. I'm not going to say it's not true. All that might be true. But I wish you Negroes would stop pretending like you ain't been benefiting off the crap. You guys here in America, you guys live a, a, a great life. Yeah, America, we be over there invading other countries. Matter of fact, they just killed some kids in Afghanistan as, as an act of retaliation not too long ago. Uh, they dropped a, a bomb on them from a, from a drone. When the last time y'all seen a drone fly over America dropping bombs on us, y'all? When the last time America been attacked besides 9-11? Before 9-11... Uh, when when uh, when the actual country attacked us was was Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. It takes you about eight hours to fly from California to Hawaii. Like that's how far out in the ocean it is, right? You Negroes don't even know what that life is like, man. You've been benefiting off of, off of white people. You like those little. You like those little look, listen, y'all. Here's what we're like. What do you call those fish that swim up that uh what do you call those fish? Um fish that swim under sharks. What do you call these fish? I see these little fish right here. Remora fish. See these little fish. These fish, wherever this shark goes, these fish go. This shark would tear these little fishes to pieces because that's what they do. They're sharks. There's only one, there's only one animal in the, in, the, in the ocean that's better, that's greater than a shark. I was up at 2 o'clock in the morning watching videos on killer whales because y'all know a killer whale, I didn't even know this. Or I, maybe I knew it and I just didn't know it. I'd be, I, sometimes I'd be up late, late o'clock at night watching some weird crap, y'all. I just happened to start watching YouTube videos about killer whales. So let me give you all a little fun fact. Killer whales, these are actually dolphins. They're not whales. These are actually a class of dolphins. They're also super smart. These things are ridiculously smart. Also, these things are the apex predator of the entire ocean. Like, they have no competition. Sharks, great white sharks can't even mess with a killer whale. Great white sharks will get handed that work from a killer whale, y'all. Then get off my video, Joe. I didn't ask you to come here. <laughs> did anybody send, hey, did anybody send Joe Green an uh, email saying, Joe, you must come to this video? Anybody say that? Joe, did you get an email from me saying, hey, come watch my video? I don't even know who you are, Joe. You know what we need to do? I need to petition Australia to see if we can get this law passed in America so I can figure out who the hell Joe Green really is. I didn't ask you to come here, Joe. 
you can leave. Nobody even noticed you were here. <laughs> but now we do. And you'll be back. But anyways, getting back to these fish. So this is the great white shark. So you got these little fish. They swim up under the shark. So every time the shark eats something, they eat the little scraps from around the shark. Even though this shark can turn around and give these fish the business. But it won't. It doesn't. Right? These fish, they are dependent upon this shark for its survival. So you're like, what's this got to do with us? This is kind of like how black America is right now. Black America, right? Why the white America or the white supremacists, according to pro-blacks, is the great white shark. And these are all the pro-blacks right here. These are all the pro-blacks. They can't survive without this white supremacist, y'all. Even though there are options for them to survive, meaning they can go pack up and go to another country like Liberia, they don't want to because now they're going to put themselves in harm's way of that great white shark coming at their ass. That, that's what's going to happen. All the pro-blacks pack up, go to Liberia. Now they don't have the protection of, of, of the white supremacists anymore. They got to go out there and actually live on their own, fend for themselves. And then if the white supremacists decide they want to go invade that country, Liberia, now you got to, now you got to go out there and handle your business. You got, you, got, you got to pick up your little sticks and stones and start throwing them at tanks. But you don't want to do that. You want to be as close to the great white shark as humanly possible. Swim up under him. Every time he eats, you, you, can, you can suck up some crumbs for your sustenance so that you don't become the, uh, the meal. This is how this is the relationship between so-called white supremacists and pro-blacks. This is what y'all are. You don't want to leave. You don't want to do anything. You just want to whine and cry like that. Like these little fish will be whining and crying about the great white shark. Man, how come the great white shark just eating up all the fish, man? He, he just, he's just out here being a bully in the ocean, man, just eating up everybody. And as the sharks out there grab, uh, snap, eating up, eating up octopus, I'm, 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 I'm just nom, nom, nom all over the place. Here come a little, here come a little octopus tentacle or another fish tentacle, or another fish fin or something. They over there, man, that's messed up. That messed up, man. They ate that fish. Man, how how the great white shark out here just, just being so racist? You know what I'm saying? They just like shut up. You sitting here benefiting off this crap. You are benefiting off this crap. And the and the and they let you. They just let you do whatever and just say whatever. Because you ain't got to worry about stuff like this. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But anyways, to wrap this up, I'm just saying, this whole, they, listen, this is how they are. They relish in losing. They, they highlight all these things. Like, you go read this paragraph. He literally just highlights all the L's his pro-black brethren have been taking or the diaspora has been taking. And then comes around to me, you don't, you ain't black. You don't have black phenotype. So what, your mama black? Well, where do I lose? <laughs> how is that? How is that? A, how is that a loss for me? As it relates to your belief, you're the one that believes. You're the one getting hunted and killed. And uh, where's that picture?
you're the one that believes this is happening to people who have the traditional African phenotype. That's not, that's not happening to people that look like me, according to you. So how do I lose? For those of y'all who come around and be like, you're just a white dude. How do I lose? How do I lose when I live in a country that's dominated by white folks and you call me white? How do I lose in this? Where do I, where's the loss at for me? <laughs> I'm just, I, I just don't understand it. I'm like, do you, do y'all even understand that y'all celebrate losing pro blacks? This is for pro blacks. Y'all, this is not about black people. This is about pro blacks who believe in this. Woe was me crap. You celebrate being losers. You never celebrate any of your actual real life-changing, tangible victories. Tariq Nasheed getting a million dollars to build a history museum is not a victory for all black people. It's a victory for him. His documentaries benefit him in a realistic manner where he can go look at his bank account and see how much money has been deposited in there and then go out there and live his best life where he can take care of his wife and kids to the, to the level that he wants to take care of them to, to where he doesn't have to go work for a white person. It doesn't, it's not a benefit for you other than some feel-goodery for the moment. Jason Black, his 7 a.m. race war documentaries, how do they benefit you? You watch the documentary. You learn something new. Okay. You got you got in your field somehow, some way. Okay, did any of that put more money in your pocket? Did any of that provide you an opportunity for upward mobility in terms of employment, in terms of you going out there to get, get acquire loans or whatever to go start your own business? Like, what happened? It benefited Jason Black and his team. Where's the benefit for you? Looney Coons, you make a YouTube channel. Okay. Are you making money off of it? I mean, I know you're not because you're not, you're not, you don't have enough subs, but are you collecting cash app donate? Like, like what are we what are we talking about here? Where is the what benefit do you actually bring when you talk about here's the thing? It's one thing to talk about problems all the time but it's another thing i mean no what i'm trying to say is pro blacks love to talk about all the problems but they never pre present you a realistic solution to fixing the problem i'm talking about fixing the problem for the masses that they believe need to figure out how to fix this problem they'll tell you to get on code what does that mean all that means is just listen to and believe everything i tell you no matter what, just just you pose to agree with me. They they present a problem and solve the problem for themselves. I'm gonna sell this documentary. People need people need to know their history. I'm gonna sell this documentary and I'm gonna get paid. Ain't nothing wrong with that. He presented a product and y'all paid him for it. That's the American way. That's that's that white capitalism way. <laughs> you know, it's pro blacks. They uh. They don't ever want to. They don't ever want to engage in a bartering system. They they want strictly capitalism. 
capitalism, you know, that made this country super rich. Why don't y'all go out there and trade goats for services? You give me a DVD, I'll give you a, I'll give you a goat. You give me a DVD, I'll give you a bag of weed. Like, they don't ever want to do that. They want to engage in capitalism like everybody else. Right? That's what they do. They'll complain about the system while, while trying to make, while trying to benefit off the system that they complain about. But anyways, what, what solutions do they present, y'all? What do they present? We on Hidden Colors 25. <laughs> we, got a, we got a real life Hidden Colors Museum coming up where you get to walk in there and, and uh, the ancestors will start talking to you through some old 3D stuff. Might be cool. Might be a nice little place to visit, but who goes to museums every single day? I've been to the uh, I've been to the Air and Space Museum up in Washington D.C. twice in my entire life. I went when I was a kid, and I went back in twenty six seventeen, a week before Trump got inaugurated to be the president. I was up in D.C. I went to go visit the African American History Museum, and then I went to go visit some other stuff. The African American History Museum. I was in that museum for about four or five hours. It's like so much stuff to see. You have to like block off a good five hours of your day just, just to go through the museum. It's a beautiful museum. Beautiful. It's free. In case you guys don't know that, it's free to get into the African-American History Museum. All federal museums are free. In case you guys don't know that. So if you come across somebody trying to sell you tickets, they're trying to get over. Now, you may have to get on a list, a waiting list, because it just depends on how much traffic but all federal museums, like the African-American history one up in D.C. and the other ones, they're all free to the public. But anyways, I got up in there. Beautiful museum. Absolutely beautiful. There's places in the museum that'll, that'll make you want to cry. Because you go down to the lower levels of the museum, it's like you come in, when you walk in through the door, you're actually on like the third floor or something like that. And then you got to go down two or three levels and then... Down there, they start they start you off at slavery, and then the higher you get in the museum, the closer you get to modern times. Like you get to the very top floor, they got a section dedicated where they show Tupac, Biggie, and just hip hop culture and stuff like that. But um, they even got a can of uh, Dax hair grease up in there. Y'all know the orange can of Dax? Is that what it's called? They got a can of that up in there. But uh, anyways, it's a beautiful museum. Absolutely beautiful. I was impressed. Like, wow, this is probably the best museum I've ever been in my entire life. I was impressed. I was like, Jesus Christ, they really went all out. I mean, this is amazing. But I'm not going to a museum every single day. That's like one of those things you go to maybe once, once a decade. <laughs> I might visit that museum a grand total of like two or three times in my entire life. I've already went once. I probably go again in another 15, 15 years. I took my kids, so they were there. They were there too. But I mean, you just don't, these aren't things that you need every single day in your life. You don't have to go to a museum every day unless you work there. You know what I'm saying? For the average person, it's just not a necessity like that. You know what is a necessity? Opening up a grocery store, opening up a pharmacy, Opening up a place where people can buy, you know, like a dollar store. People can go go in there and buy everyday products and, and services that they need to sustain their life. Opening up a, a training center of sorts where you could teach people skills, 
you know, like my Tech G classes or Nick Taylor. He used to teach people how to do uh, auto, auto mechanic work, I believe, or keep it techie. He does some tech stuff, teaching people tech. Like, it, like these are skill sets that you need every day that can actually translate into something tangible that a person can actually feel. Yes, I might I make money off my tech stuff. I should. I put I take I'm the one that takes all the time to put it together. I should be able to make money. But I teach you a skill set that you too can use to go make money. Like you can take my knowledge or keep it techie's knowledge or Nick Taylor's knowledge. What the heck is this? You can take my knowledge or keep it techie's knowledge or Nick Taylor's knowledge and you can go put it you can go put it on a on a on a resume and get hired right and then you can go out there and learn whatever you got to learn your skill sets can go up which means your salary can go up or you can go out there and even start your own business learning uh, learning the stuff that we know you go watch hidden colors race war or go listen to a a, a pro black conference or whatever What, what what knowledge did you actually extract from that that you can actually apply in real time to actually put money in your pocket? Because we need money to survive in this country. Yeah, Nick taught welding and metal prep. There's all type of opportunities out there if you want to learn how to weld and do some metal prep. You get, you get busy out there in these streets. I'm not saying that you can't learn your history. All right, cool, but... How does that how does that actually put food in your refrigerator? How does that help you move from wherever you live to a better to a better place if you want to do that? How does that increase your income? It doesn't for most of y'all. You just you just get off on whining and crying about white people. But you never present a solution to try to help people actually compete against the white people that you're crying about. You just want to relish and roll around in the losses. And you're not even tired. You, you, you get you get off on that. All of y'all pro-blacks get off on that. You ain't black. Well, how is that a loss for me? Man, America need to get out of them countries. Well, they're not. So what are you going to do in the meanwhile they're not? What are you going to do? <laughs> like, tell me, what are you realistically going to do other than whine and cry? I'm going to go tell Tariq and them. And he going he gonna, to he gonna make a video. He going to make a puppet. And my life is just as good as his. <laughs> the problem is, is your life good as ours? <laughs> you can go watch all his documentaries and buy all his puppets. Or you come learn a skill from me or Nick. At the end of the day, which one of these is going to actually put money in your pocket? The coon or the pro-black? I'm leaning more towards the coon. I'm just saying. This is kind of how, I just, I, that's how this works in the adult world. When you start looking at things from an actual adult perspective, instead of a, 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 a chronologically grown person who still operates off of the mentality of a, of a three-year-old. That's how most that's how a lot of these pro blacks are. They are they are literally existing in daddy daycare world. 
and they, and these Looney Tune liberals allow them to operate like this. They reward them for this. Oh, well, we'll make your social media famous. We'll let you sell your DVDs talking all the smiggity smack and all this. But at the end of the day, my nigga, it's like only one of y'all benefit. Everybody else, y'all just get a new sermon from your pro-black preacher. Kind of like Creflo Dollar. Creflo Dollar is worth like $20, 30000000 million, y'all. Got this big church in Atlanta, uh, College Park, Atlanta. He is worth like $30 million. Do y'all know what the average income of the people in College Park make? They make around $30,000. He got a bunch of people that make $30,000 that live in and around his, the area his church is located and that come to his church. And this man is worth $30 million, preaching prosperity, preaching. But you go out there and find me. How many, how many of them people that go to his church are actually got over six figures in a bank account? Where's the prosperity at? If you just pray to God and you donate, your riches are coming due time. It's like, my nigga, you've been saying this for 10 years. I got a better chance of winning $100 off a scratch-off ticket. He done bought a whole brand new jet. Yeah. This happened a couple years ago. That joker went out there and bought a brand new jet, a Lear jet, the top of the line had Rolls-Royce engines. And here's the thing. He already had a jet. This is how, this is how good you got it. He wanted to upgrade from the G4 to the G6. <laughs> His other jet was just fine. He wanted the new, new stuff. And niggas gave him that money. And they now they're going home to their house where they, 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 uh, they, they one paycheck away from financial ruin. They mess around and get hurt. They bankrupt. They mess around. They car tap out. They're bankrupt. Meanwhile, he flying around in a brand new jet, an upgrade from his old one with Rolls Royce engines. And he worth $30 million. You go look at You go look at Creflo Dollar's house. He got a fleet, a literal fleet of Rolls Royces, top of the line, $100,000 cars in front of his big McMansion. And look, I'm not saying that the brother can't have all that. I'm just saying he's a prosperity preacher, but ain't nobody, very few appear to be getting prosperous off of his preaching. And it's the same way with these pro-blacks. They're the new prosperity preachers, quote unquote. They'll tell you, start your own business. Get on code. Start your own business. All right, well, what if I don't know a business to start? Can somebody teach me something? Can you give me like a, is there a class I can sign up for a step-by-step -step walk down on how to go from point A to point Z? Like how many of them actually have that? I don't, I mean, Michi X says she got something like that. I don't know. Maybe she does. I'm not saying that she doesn't. I've heard her say that she teaches people some online stuff. So she does. Props to Michi X. At least she's trying. I'll give her that. But for the most part, I don't know. Like, like what if you don't know this stuff? Like, where do you go? What's the EIN number? What's an LLC? What's the difference between an LLC and an S-Core and a C-Core? And what does all this crap mean? 
It's a business bank account. How do you set those up? What are what are um what do you call them shits? Articles of organization or whatever they're called. Like, how do you set this up? How do I trademark? How much does that cost? I got two trademarks out right now. How does that, how much how does that work? <laughs> you just need to get on code. Yeah, but how do I get on code the right way so I can make money? Fine, you just want to make videos. How do I grow my channel? How do I do that? How do I get it popping on YouTube? I got people right now asking me how to grow YouTube channels, y'all. I ain't, I ain't even got over 10,000. I got I got three YouTube channels. One of them I just started like literally two days ago. The other two, y'all know, this one and my Tech G. I ain't even got 10,000 subscribers on either one of these channels. But I got people asking me how to grow a channel already. It's because on my Facebook post, on my Facebook profile, I had posted something the other day, right? I was like, I, I posted, um, oh yeah, I had posted a screenshot of me crossing 5,000 subscribers on my Tech G channel. And everybody was like, yeah, yay, congrats, congrats. I'm like, right, thanks. Anyway, somebody had sent me a message on Facebook. It was like, it was like, how much money do you make? So I went on Facebook and I was like, I was like, listen, somebody asked me how much money I make. I was like, listen, understand that I have a very, very small YouTube channel. I'm talking about we're still on some microscopic crap in comparison to channels that got hundreds of thousands and above. I was like, even though. My channel is, is only 5,000 subs. It took me 18 months to grow that channel to 5,000. From zero to 5,000. It took me 18 months to do it. That channel makes me $1,000 a month. Now, I'm like, that may seem like a lot, but I know people that make 20,000, 30,000 a month. I know people that make hundreds of thousands a month. But people were impressed that I was able to do that to grow a channel to make $1,000 a month. And people are like, well, and here, here's the thing. It's not all off of AdSense. It's because I built a business around the channel where I add, you, 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 you basically, you combine the profits I make off AdSense and the profits I make off selling products on my website. It comes out to be about $1,000 a month. And I count the stuff off my website because people discover my website through my YouTube channel. I don't advertise my website. They find me on YouTube and then they go to my channel and buy stuff. So it comes out to be about $1,000 a month that I generate. And I've been doing that for probably about eight months now. They're making about $1,000 a month off that channel due to the efforts of that channel. So I got people asking me how to grow a YouTube channel now because they want to make money. And I had some people send me links to their channel, want me to analyze it, and I got to go through. So basically, it's getting to the point where even at my level, I might have to turn this into a business of, of charging people to help them upgrade their YouTube channels based off of my, my knowledge and experience in doing it. Because I've been on YouTube for a hot little minute. This channel, I've already accepted the reality that it's probably not going to go anywhere. I'll be lucky if this channel ever sees 10,000 subscribers. My tech channel, I expected to crack six figures. I expected to be 100,000 100, subscribers strong. I don't know when, but I it's going to go there. So I'm at the point where I might even turn this into a damn side business. <laughs> of charging people to grow YouTube channels just to get to my level. Just to get to my level of making a thousand dollars a month and growing your channel to a 5,000 subscribers.
I mean, when you think about it, it's pretty, it's pretty damn impressive. But I'm just saying, are pro-blacks offering, are, are they teaching all that? Like, what are, we, what are we talking about here? You guys just like to whine and cry and not take advantage of the crap that you're, that's afforded to you. Because look, when these Haitians, the ones that do get into the country, listen, I told you guys, they come into the country, most of them are probably going to outperform you. They're going to go out there and work these jobs that you don't want to work, or they'll, or they'll, they'll work these jobs at five, six, seven dollars an hour, not complain, start stacking their cheese. They're going to network with the other Haitians or the other Caribbeans around the way. So, I mean, I see this now. I live in Orlando. We got Haitians all over the place down here. They're cool people for the most part. They're going to network. They're going to grow. And they're going to they're going to outperform the average black American, even though they came from a place of struggle, of real struggle. They're going to come over here and outwork most of you niggas. And then that's when the whole separation, ADOS versus the Caribbeans, uh, they're going to call you Akatas, they're going to call you lazy. That's where all it's going to come from because they're going to come over here and see like, yo, my nigga, you were born here. You were born in the country that we all wish we could have been born in. You are, they give you all this access to all this crap. No matter if you, like I said, you go find niggas in the hood with internet access. Like this 2021. This 2021, y'all, this ain't the 80s. I told you guys uh, uh, Steve Jobs set niggas free when he came out with that damn iPhone. When the 3G cell phones came out, in case you guys don't know, what first G, 1G, 2G, 3G, 4G, there, there's a clear difference. Look, if you want to learn what it is, go sub to my Tech G channel. I explain all this crap. But when 3G cell phone technology came out, that was the game changer. It opened up the doors because, you know, 2G, that was the little Nokia phones we had back in the day. I had one that messed up my credit in college. <laughs> you couldn't do nothing but play little stupid games and some basic text messaging. When 3G came out, that's when we came out with smartphones and the apps. And now we can stream stuff and do all kind of and look at the Internet. Totally different. That's 3G technology. That was a game changer. That means you that, that opened up the world to you. The, you. You literally had the ability to bring the world to you to the point where. You can start full-blown businesses off your phone. They give phones away for free. You got subpar education. You got options on the internet that I didn't have when I was, man, do you know, I, I, listen, do you know what I'll be able to do if I had access to YouTube or Udemy back in the 90s or Google? Because back in the 90s when I was in high school, we had to go do a research paper. We had to go to the library. We had to walk up and down the stacks. Go through the whole Dewey Decimal System, find books, read them. <laughs> My son's in 10th grade. They don't even give them books. They give them laptops. I don't even, matter of fact, I don't think my sons, took, I don't think my sons carried a book to school since uh, middle school. They've been issued laptops and iPads. That's how, that's how great it is. And you can get this crap at crappy public schools. You know what I mean? But you got niggas that want to come over here and then they be looking at y'all like, my nigga, why are you whining and crying? My nigga, you are in, you are, you're, you're living in the, the place everybody in the world wants to be in for the most part. 
Well, you got access to all this stuff. Damn near anytime you want. But you whining and crying like you're oppressed. Like, no, my nigga, I just left a mud hut. I just left a mud hut. I just left a country where my shoes were made out of plastic water bottles. Oh, y'all like, what? What are you talking about? Oh, let me show y'all. Hold on. Y'all like, y'all be thinking I be just making stuff up. How many of y'all got these on y'all feet right now? Huh? What kind of what kind of shoes y'all got on y'all feet? Y'all y'all foot game looking like this? Huh? Y'all foot game looking like this? Or do y'all got y'all a fresh pair on? You got you some Crocs? I got some Crocs on my feet right now. You got you some Crocs. You got you some J's. You got you some Reeboks. You got some. Some little, some little fluffs. So this thing, who got who got some Air H2Os on? <laughs> some Air Dasani's. Anybody got some Air Dasani's on? No, y'all, y'all ain't y'all feet ain't looking like this. This is real in some places in the world. This ain't just some some crap that's just made up. No, this is real in some countries of the world, y'all. But you over here complaining instead of taking advantage. You complain about white people. White people ain't messing with none of you niggas. <laughs> Not like that. Say so that's the real drip. <laughs> yeah, that's the where it go. You say that's the real drip. You pull up in the club, you dripping for real. You just put a little water in there. You got the real drip. And I'm just saying that that's real, B. But you got the nerve to cry and complain. But nigga, hold your L's because you don't want to do better. Don't get mad at me because I figured out how to how to do better, how to how to play the game, how it goes. Don't get mad at me because I don't have your phenotype. Nigga, I wasn't up there picking out my parents. Just like you weren't. It is what it is. I ain't mad at LeBron James or Shaq for being seven feet tall. And then mad because he goes to the NBA and I can't. Well, he's supposed to go. He's seven feet tall. <laughs> what else is he going to do? He's supposed to be in the NBA. I'm only 6'1". Next time you want to exude pro-blackness, how about you exude pro-blackness by highlighting all the great things like that 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 pro-blacks are supposedly doing? Like, I would I would applaud you niggas if y'all were out there handing out book bags and giving kids free haircuts. Why, why don't y'all even do that? Y'all gonna have like a pro-black back to school drive, free haircuts and book bags for all the kids, and then y'all advertising on social media. I'll be like, all right, that's cool. The babies do need haircuts. They do need book bags to carry them laptops. <laughs> hey, that's cool. You're doing, you're doing something. You're, you're having a real impact. You don't even do that. All these pro blacks that be watching their videos, 
work in all these different sectors of society. Everything from you got some probably some tech people all the way down to some fast food people. Why don't y'all put like a, a convention together of, of skills? Like we're going to have a pro-black trade convention where you're going to get to come out here and meet people who own their businesses or they work in certain industries and they know certain skills. Like you come out there, you meet me and keep it techie. We're over here talking tech and IT to you. You go out there, you see Nick Taylor. He got his blow torches. He got his little, his welding gear. He's going to go out there and teach you how to tune up a damn truck and, and weld some stuff together. Like, why don't you have something like that? You can teach people how to survive and thrive. Like, learn a skill set other than crying about white people. Well, teach them how to do what white people do so you can uh, eventually outpace them or outcompete them one day. Like, you're never going to be able to outcompete somebody in something that you don't know how to do. Like, how does this even work? I can never, I can never be a, a, a great boxer like uh, Floyd Mayweather if I never learn how to box. Step one, I got to learn how to box. <laughs> Step one, I have to learn how to box to even think I can beat this guy in a ring. But you niggas don't even want to go put the gloves on and start hitting the heavy bag to just or learn how to throw a proper punch. But y'all just sit around here talking about, man, I could beat up, I could beat up Floyd Mayweather any day I want. Like my nigga, no, you can't. No, the hell you can't. You over here flailing your arms doing the windmill is, 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 is going to get you laid out in 0.5 seconds. Like, what are you talking about? You don't even want to do that. But that's how y'all, that's how idiotic y'all sound. And then y'all just sit around here and just reflect back on, on, on some old boxes from way back in the day. Like, my nigga. Them dudes is long dead and gone. They ain't finna come out the grave and teach you how to box. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? You guys are backwards as hell. This is what y'all do, though. This is what y'all do. And look, keep doing it. That's fine. I don't care. I don't lose either way it goes. I keep going on with my life, man. Fine. G Dizzle, you ain't black. Well, <laughs> what do I lose? What does that change for me? It changes nothing for me. I'm still going to go do me. I'm still going to walk out my house and not worry about imaginary white people and cops hopping down on me. I look like me, not you, according to, according to Looney Coons. <laughs> I'm just saying. So what, 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 do I, what do I lose in this? I don't understand it. Point out the L that I'm taking here. Because, you know, my biological father's white. That means he comes from the side that was that, that's whooping everybody's ass right now. <laughs> what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? What's up, Kay? What are we talking about? I need y'all to get it together, man. Celebrate your victories instead of your losses, no matter how small they are. But just celebrate something that's tangible that other people can actually experience and feel, man. All this, we was kings and queens, and we we uh we had Mali, ancient Egypt, uh um uh, what's your man's name? Um 
damn it, what was his name? Mansa Musa, Shaka Zulu, all that stuff. Look, show me, show me, show me, show me the 2021 version of these people somewhere. Like, show me the, the 2021 version, man. Show me the, the victories. Shout out to K Podcast. Y'all go sub to K. K Podcast, he'd be over here, got a whole channel where he talk about business. Let's go to his channel. He got a whole channel over here. He'd be talking about business over here. This is something you can use as a black person, right? Eight steps to start your... Oh, y'all can't see my screen. Hold on. My bad. Eight steps to start your home business. He's talking about some GoFundMe life insurance policies. Do y'all even got that? <laughs> I got one. I got a $400,000 life insurance policy. Business talk ideas, networking, all, all kind of little stuff. Crypto... It's all all little all little things you can you can implement into your life, man. To try to you know pick up some tidbits. How to even look? He got a whole video on how you can start a Chick Fil A franchise, y'all. But we come back over to Looney Coons, right? This this is the pro black Looney Coons. This is a guy that left me this comment. Let's go see what let's go see what the content he putting out, right? <laughs> Negro pen interracial exceptionalism, LGBT multiracial ADOS, Negro pen this, Nicki Minaj that, ADOS FBA leader tone talk. Like, like, what are we doing here? Where is your video teaching me how to be a better black person who can go out there and get it in life? Where are these videos at, man? You got videos going back three months. At least. If I come watch your channel, what can I learn from you about how to be a better, more competitive black person so I can provide some type of real service to my peoples that I care about? Where are these, where are these videos at? You rarely see these from pro-blacks. It'll always be the coons that be doing these videos. Know what I mean? So it makes you wonder who's actually the real pro-black around here. The, the biracial, mulatto, confused, mixed person <laughs> whose mama was a, a bed wench. You know, all the stuff y'all gonna say to me. But I'm but I'm the one that can put numbers up on, on the board and show you like, well, at least I got a knowledge and skill set that can actually help a black person yeah i might not be able to teach them everything about history i might not be able to teach them everything about jim crow slavery ancient egypt and and ancient ethiopia and all that stuff but i could teach them something how to put money in their pocket in the here and now so that they can hopefully increase their lifestyle and earning potential and then help other black people. I can do that. Can you? Oh, you can't? Then what, what are we talking about here? So you're just gonna focus on, 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 on my 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 phenotype? 
my European features because of who my father is or was. Right. Is that what you're going to focus on? Well, let's focus on who can actually who is actually more of a benefit to black people, me or you? <laughs> who? Who actually, if a black person didn't know anything about either one of us and they had to sit here and was like, do I listen to Looney Coons and the pro blacks or do I listen to K business podcast and G Dizzle and Nick Taylor and keep it techie and who is going to help me get a job or get my income up so I can move, move myself into a better situation. Who's going to help me? The person whining about white people all day or the person that they call a coon who actually knows something and how to make money in this world? Who, who? Who's more of a benefit to black people, y'all? The person who wants to raise a million dollars for a museum I might visit once every 10 years or the person who can teach me how, how to, how to, instead of how to, the person that can teach me how to code instead of getting on code. Like who is more of a benefit here? Who? This is where we at with it. Instead of coming to reality, we just we just we just lounge around in our stupidity. All right, I'm about to go. What time is it? It's almost three o'clock. I gotta go. Anyways, y'all be safe out in these streets. Shout out to Looney Coons, though. I'm gonna put you, I'm gonna put you uh listen. Like I said, if y'all want to go subscribe to Looney Coons, like I say, he can he can he can comment all day long. I really don't care. But I just felt the need to address it because I was like, dude, you are literally making comments from a losing perspective, man. Everything you said in here, I mean, every time you drop a comment, you're always, it's always dressed up in this, this shroud of, of loser, loser, losing. I'm trying to think of a word, loserism. I was about to say that, but it's always dressed up in this shroud of, of losing. Like, when are you ever going to drop a comment of a victory that you can point to be like, yeah, this is why you ain't black. You will never be black because only black people can, can do it like this and produce these type of results. Instead, you give me stuff about Negroes all over the diaspora getting dominated by half my half my DNA. Like, I don't even know how to how how, how you how you even sat down and thought you was writing some hot fire. Yeah, I'm gonna write this paragraph up telling him about how we've been losing, how half his DNA has been whipping our ass for the past century or uh, uh, millennium. <laughs> you thought you were spitting hot fire with this. What? Yeah, loserism. <laughs> like, what? And nigga, you just told me a whole paragraph about losing. This is the pro-black ideology, though. All right, y'all. I'm about to go. Y'all be safe out there. Peace. Oh, yeah. Shout out to everybody. Put some money in here. Peace.